0: This is the Intro Jingle. This is the K-Pop Daebak Show. With Eric nam Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric here. And today we have a very special episode. We have a catching up with Tablo of Epic High. As you guys know, he is uh, an incredible dude. You know, obviously an incredible musician, rapper, producer. Uh many, many, many things. And uh we, we hadn't been able to catch up in a while, but we talked about his new album with Epic High, the Epic High 10th album. They've been together for 17 years, and this is their 10th album. So we talk about that, we talk about the collaborations, we talk about um obviously Marvel, his daughter Haru, and a lot of other fun tidbits here and there. So I hope you guys enjoy uh this episode with Tableau. And uh, there are also some… I guess previews into what's to come in the future uh, for Tableau and myself as well. So hope you guys enjoy it. Also don't forget to rate, review, subscribe from wherever you are listening to us from. And please Please, we humbly ask of you to consider becoming a patron of ours at patreon.com slash divestudios. You can also see the video of this at youtube.com slash divestudios or youtube.com slash pods. Now, here's a show. Enjoy it. It's the K-Pop Debak Show with me, Eric Nam and Tablo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the K-Pop Debak Show. It's me, Eric Nam. And today, we are joined… I can't believe we get to speak to this man. I'm, I'm wearing an adult diaper because I'm so excited to speak to this guy <laughs> who I haven't seen in a very long time. Um, but all jokes aside, uh, we have a great friend of myself personally but also Dive Studios. We have Tablo of Epicai here. What's up, Tablo? How are you? Hi. Hi, Eric. Hi, Dive
1: show fans everywhere all over the globe. I'm so glad that you guys have um, your show has blown up to the point where like literally I'm speaking to the entire
0: world by saying hi here right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm glad you recognize how how massive uh, our fandom has become, but um, it's it's all because the Tablo podcast as well, such a legendary uh, podcast. You know. Thank you, thank you. Um, but how are you, dude? Where are you? You're in Korea, I assume. What what have you yes. been up to? Uh, well, I just woke
1: up. Um, if… I have pajamas underneath my um, hoodie. (laughs) I'm glad my pants aren't showing right now. Yeah. Well, are you even wearing pants? Okay. Yes, I am. I am. Okay. There Uh, you go. Yeah, like I, I, you know, the album has dropped and, um, you know, Epic High doesn't really do much, um, like, TV promotion or anything like that, so… Uh, there's really not much to do after mm. an album actually drops.
0: So yeah. I guess like… Let's just get into this conversation then. Like, um, I know you guys were supposed to tour this year. You guys probably had… I mean by this year… 2020, I mean. Um, you guys had a lot of stuff planned and… COVID hit everybody pretty hard but… Yeah. Um, in terms of quarantine and… In terms of just not being able to travel like we all used to… It looks like you guys… Just put a lot of time in the studio working on on this album.
1: Yeah. um, And there's also like a part to this this album that hasn't Mm -hmm. come out yet. Um, So that's a lot of songs. Um, And it it turned out this way because we had so much time to just be in the studio and work Mm -hmm. on music. That Mm -hmm. we had like an overabundance of songs. And even when we, uh, you know, weeded out the best ones or the favorite, like our faves, we still had too many songs for one wow. album. Um, uh, but I would much prefer that um, something like the pandemic didn't happen and everyone was like enjoying life as usual. Um, mm-hmm. Then, you know, if I could trade the number of songs that we made in that period of time um, mm-hmm. for just normalcy, we would. Like mm-hmm. um, I have you know I'm not thinking that like oh because COVID happened it allowed me like a silver lining or something like that. Like right, I would trade right, right. all of all of these songs to just have to go back to the beginning of 2020 and have like mm-hmm. normalcy. Because I really want to do concerts. Um I want to go to the movie theater and watch like… Avengers movies with people Like Black Widow was supposed to come out Dude The two things that like Drove me crazy First was uh, being on a Coachella festival poster For a Coachella that didn't happen And also Watching the Black Widow trailer Like a hundred times With my daughter (laughs) And it never coming
0: out (laughs) Talk about a letdown. Sheesh. Um, Have you been watching… I know you're a huge Marvel fan. Everybody knows that I feel. But uh, with WandaVision and all this Disney Plus stuff coming out… Are you on top of it? Are you already subscribed? What's going on there?
1: Dude, Disney Plus isn't available in Korea. Ooh. Which… So I looked into it, right? Because it really matters to my daughter. Um, yes. I looked into it. It's supposedly because they need to have every single um, show or film or whatever um, translated with subtitles, and because they have such a huge catalog, like a back catalog, it's impossible yeah. to get it done in time. Yeah, I even tried to look into offering to Disney um, <laughs> to to be one of the translators. The subtitlers? Yeah, yeah, to get this process going a little yeah. faster so that it. So that my kid can watch this. Um, And also we want to watch it with… Like Hado wants to watch it with me and her mom. So we need… You know, we need subtitles. And this needs to happen. Like I'm more concerned about this right now than my actual (laughs)
0: like…
1: Than than my career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean this affects happiness at home. And family balance I feel like in many ways. It um,
1: really, truly matters to me that this gets done before, like, <laughs> all these Marvel movies start dropping because they're dropping mm-hmm. like a hundred movies in the next. Like, I know.
0: When do they expect us to actually watch all this? I don't. I don't know. It's kind of wild.
1: Yeah, the, they're I, I think prolific. They're, they're. Yeah, they. Well, they're. You know, they they realize that people are home, so yeah. they're like, this is the time we hit them with.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man fifteen. <laughs> hey man, I'll watch it. I'm sure I'm sure everybody else will watch it. Um, speaking of Haru, how is she doing? I know she was obsessed with Billie Eilish and Animal Crossing. Is that the same? Any updates there? How's um, she doing? Yeah, she's she once once
1: um Haru falls in love with something, even mm-hmm. if she grows out of it, she like she doesn't ever grow out of it. That's what I'm saying. Uh. Like, you know that dolphin, like there was a dolphin doll that she used to always carry around, like on Superman Returns mm, mm, mm-hmm. when she was like three. Um, she still like loves that dolphin <laughs> doll. She doesn't play it with with it or carry it around, but she will check on it,
0: okay, um, just to make sure it's doing okay.
1: Yeah, and she's in the other room right now doing um, virtual school, like so a similar setup to me. Mm. She's doing Zoom over there with
0: school. Is that crazy? Is that wild to you? Like, I, <laughs> it's, it's still wild to me that people are doing school in this way, that the world is revolving in this way.
1: Um, it's r- ridiculously complicated and hard, but at the same time, it makes you wonder, like, because it's not so bad that mm-hmm. it makes you wonder whether um, school was, like, physical school was necessary. <laughs> you know the amount of money that um people had to pay to go to a campus like like college right. and those like sh- like really shitty dorm rooms <laughs> the tiny shoe boxes we- that we called yeah. homes yeah like two people three four people in this tiny shoe box and we were overpaying dude with with
0: bro don't get me started
1: oh man Starting off your adult life with with a debt, um, mm-hmm. i think I think virtual school is making us reconsider this whole thing,
0: yeah, I mean, if anything, the pandemic has sped up the development of how we interact with everything in the world around us. so it's interesting time to say the least. I guess um, when it comes to the album creation, you know, we're here to talk not only just catch up but Talk about this massive album that you've released, only ten songs, which is part one of a two part yes. album um you have ten songs with ten people who were featured on it. Was that yeah. intentional? like no, all that no, it just happened stars well, I didn't even
1: know I didn't even know until like um until we were you know putting the Polaroids together that we had ten mm. people, like yeah, it didn't. I don't really think about that. I think of each song as an individual project. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just too much going on for me to like… Keep track of like fun number games.
0: Yeah. Um, Well I mean I I feel like you're the type… Who's so intentional about everything that I was like… Of course he would like actually map everything out and be a genius about this. But I guess not. No, You're human. There Like the rest of us.
1: Like like my attention um, is probably required in more important places.
2: Mm.
1: Fair. Um yeah, so like sometimes yeah, there there will be things that I intend um very specifically, but um sometimes just chance things happen. Mm-hmm. But our fandom, like our fans are uh are interesting people. Like mm-hmm. um they like uh they're very intelligent. <laughs> I'm not saying more than any other fandom. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, we just happen to have a lot of intelligent people in our fandom. And they like um, just thinking about things. They like puzzles. Um, uh-huh. they, they like symbolism. And I think because of that, um, sometimes we get a lot of credit that
0: you know we may not deserve. <laughs> All the serendipitous things happening and you just look like geniuses.
1: They're like, Tab- oh my god… Tableau with the video. The symbolism in the Rosario video. And then… You know… I, I mean like… The credit is owed to them. Mm. For being able to see that. Um, Giving not it life to me.
0: on its own. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm getting more cred than I deserve sometimes.
0: Well I mean… You know… This album is, is absolutely amazing. Um, like almost… Like all your albums are incredible. But… Outside of the circumstances in which this album was created, is there something particular about this that stands out to you? Again, this is the 10th actual like full-length LP album that you guys have released over a span of 17 years. um, Almost two decades. Uh, What kind of, I guess, significance does this Epic Eye Is Here album part one have for for you and and the guys? I think uh,
1: considering that it's like… You know, like a tenth album in Korea is is supposed to be like a like a pretty big moment, right? Mm-hmm. And considering the moment, um, the title is um, rather humble. Mm. The fact that I just said that it is humble, like, is so <laughs> not humble. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah, it's not as <laughs> grand as you would expect the tenth album to be. You know, it's just right. simply Epic High is here.
2: Right.
1: Um. And and I think that's just the way I feel right now. Like my, that's where my mindset is. Mm. Um, my current mindset is that… Um, like I, I, I want to be uh, more in tune with where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, what, what here means for me. And my here has changed throughout the years. Where sometimes it was… At a, like sometimes it's like high up in the sky… Um mm-hmm. sometimes it's at the bottom of bottoms, right? Mm. Lowest of lows. And um quite often I've always tried to escape my here. Mm. Um, but I, I think I'm learning to be okay with just being here. Like I I I'm for the first time I'm not like I don't have these grand um you know grand ambitions of like being everywhere but here. Mm. I'm also not caught up in the past. Uh, so, th- I, I think this is the first time where I'm okay with here, wherever that is. I'm yeah. okay with the here and now. And that's that's what I wanted this album to be. Uh, what Epik High is uh, thinking and feeling now. And not only that, but what um, audiences are feeling collectively right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because 2020, for me… Um, it was the first time like I've mentioned this in different interviews but really like it was the first time where the entire world has felt the exact same fear confusion um, right sometimes sometimes anger um just uncertainty like mm-hmm. it's happened locally it might happen like among a group of friends or in cities or like a certain country but for it to happen, simultaneously globally has never happened in my lifetime at least. Right. And and seeing that, um, I think uh really got me to start thinking about like appreciating the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um and on a musical uh wavelength like if I, I just want to put my here at the moment into music form. And if it's mm-hmm. not if it's… You know… If it's got… Faults… Or if it's got… Um, like imperfections… That's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like… That's okay. You know? And I think it's the first time that I've felt this way. Like mm-hmm. I've always been quite a perfectionist. Like… yeah, Even if it didn't turn out that way. Like… I've always been hell belt, hell-bent on… Making something more perfect than it may be. Um, but… For this album, I wanted to just put it all into music form. Because that's exactly what everyone that's listening right now is dealing with. Like an imperfect world.
0: Yeah. No, I I can completely understand that. And and it resonates with me because it's… I feel like you and I are similar in the sense that we're both workaholics. And um, we are (laughs) always…
1: You much more. You remind me of like…
0: Yeah. Well, go on first. So. <laughs> um, I feel like we are… I mean, we're, we're ambitious and we dream big and we we work a lot. And um, for me, this entire situation has forced me to accept that there are things that I just can't control. There are things that I have to accept and be okay with and to deal with. And it's just the way it is and to be present, like you're saying. Like Epicai is here. It's just… We are all here in this moment going through the same thing. Whether we like it or not and we just have to deal with it. Um, yeah. and, and I think what you're saying in that sense, in that regard particularly… Kind of resonates with me on a personal level. So I get yeah, it dude. Ironic,
1: ironically dude. Like um, before um, any of that happened last year… Like I mentioned to your brother that mm. I, I think that… Um, I love that Eric is doing so many things and he's actually exceptional at everything he's doing but i worry that um he needs a uh, work-life balance because like i don't want him to crash yeah. and the reason why i said it to your brother is because like i i see a little bit of like the way i was uh, uh-huh. you know in the past like in you mm-hmm. which is great right which is great because i know how uh you're not just ambitious for ambition's sake. You're like you literally want to just constantly create something for your fans, right? And to mm-hmm. for your audience. And uh I I I just don't I just didn't want you to crash. And then this thing happened. Yeah. And I feel like
0: you found work-life balance
1: like just naturally.
0: Yeah. It kind of forced it on us, didn't it? Um Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I, I am a recovering workaholic, and uh, I'm I'm learning to deal with it the best I can. Um, but I mean, going back to this album, you know, it I feel like that you had a year, almost a almost a full year, it feels like for you to work on this tenth anniversary album. Um, mm-hmm. And let's talk about the features real quick. You have some incredible people on. You have CL, Zico, Hayes, Bi, Kim U, Woo, Naksal, Changmo, Miso, and g So. Who are all uh, incredible artists in their own right. Uh, Was there… I don't know. Anybody on this list that just seemed very unexpected to you? That you're just like… I never imagined that I'd be working with this person. But it was like just a pleasure to work with. Because I feel like when when people are doing features… Especially for like a big album… It's always like trying to find that right artist for like… The home for the right artists in certain places. Yeah, But was there like yeah. a new discovery this time? Um, working with somebody new or… Um, are these people that you've just known forever? How was that process in pulling these people on board?
1: Uh, almost everyone on this album um, is someone that I have never worked with. Oh. Wow. Like uh, it may feel like I have. But mm-hmm. for example like… Zico and I have never done a song together. Mm. believe it or not. Like CL and I were at the same label for a long time but we were yeah. never on a song together. Really? Um, <laughs> and the three of us and neither of them worked together either. So like Epikai, CL, and Zico, that's the first time this has happened. Um, Hayes, believe it or not I have never worked with. Mm. Um, uh, all the rappers on in self-defense like Wu, Noksa, Changmo I have never worked with. Uh, so it it I think I I think for this album like I made it a point that I wanted to work with people I've never worked with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I I think I think it was like a learning experience for me as well. Like it made yeah. it forced me into unfamiliar like territories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't for me. Like it wasn't. Like jarring at all to mm-hmm. be working with any of these artists because right right um, the reason why I you know featured them on particular songs is like I I always compare it to like you know scenes in a movie the songs are just scenes and mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to create a movie and I'm casting each scene and trying to find the best actor for that scene mm-hmm. um, and you know I. I Fortunately, was able to work with a lot of amazing um, character actors and method actors, you know, th- these mm-hmm. people actually live, live this. And uh, so it wasn't jarring for me. It might be, you know, certain… always with certain featuring decisions. Um, it's jarring for the audience maybe. You know, they mm-hmm. may find it unexpected or um, they may have uh, like, a, like a different view. Like, why did they go with this person? Why didn't they go with this right, person? Right. Like, wouldn't this person be better? But, you know, that's everyone's entitled to their own reactions. But for right, me, right, like, right. nothing is jarring because I'm, I'm like literally planning this out mm-hmm. myself. So,
0: yeah. Um, let's, I mean, the songs are incredible on it. Uh, the one that I first got to hear um, was. CL Zico um, featuring on Epic High, Rosario. Um, What was the creation process like for that song? And the music video. I thought the music video was incredible as well.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Rosario was… It started off with… Two Cuts had like a demo beat. And it was really, really upbeat. Like it was… Like, I mean, like, birthday party, like, <laughs> upbeat. Where, like, uh-huh. you know, like, balloons and, like, like people dressed celebration. up as, like, yeah. dinosaurs. You know, just, just, wait, everyone with, like, you know, margaritas. It was just <laughs> cr- crazy. Happy hour. Uh, and he plays me this beat. And like, he's like, what do you think? And it was good. But it was just really happy. Mm. I was like listening. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, yo, I, I, I'm going to try to rap to this. I go in. Um, so I write a little something. I go in and I did the rap. But my rap verse was um, pretty much what's on the final song. So it was really dark and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, sort of menacing at times. And right. didn't fit the song. So 2 cuts is like, what the hell are you doing? and i'm like i can't be who i'm not like this is this is what i feel when mm. i hear this song i ironically so we needed to change the song up a bit so that these two emotions can meet in the middle and um and to do that we actually uh went to la um mm. pre us covid this was when like Hi. i went there I went there and I told, including your brother, I told everyone there, buy masks. Wear yeah. masks. It yeah. might already be here and no one believed me. <laughs> Anyways, it was great. Like people were still like, you know, just living as usual. We but, So we got there and we worked with um, different artists to um, change up the song. To try to get different energies into it, and then we came up with um, a song that can sound hype
3: mm-hmm. and
1: like you know you can work out to this song, but mm. at the same time has this sadness and
0: right. this darkness that I wanted to you know mm. I wanted to deliver. Um, speaking of your your camps in LA, I think I think I was on tour or something, or like we were just missing each other. Um, yeah, you were on, tour. Um, you were on tour. You were on tour. It was
1: right before your tour got canceled.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good times. Um, but you work with some longtime collaborators and friends of mine as well. I think for the first time, right? Um, with Rabbit yeah. and Mike. And um, Mighty Mike, yeah. Um, but what was it like? I mean, I've always known of Epic Hida. A lot of it being two cuts really driving the production and… Uh, oh. No. <laughs> See, this is the problem. Is this what it,
1: Please clear this up. This is the problem. Okay. A lot of the beats uh-huh. that are being attributed to two cuts… Uh-huh. Were made by me. <laughs> and this is a grievance I have. Okay, here's okay, the problem. Let's Be- address it. Because I'm a rapper, like… Right. Visu- visually, I'm a rapper first, right? Mm-hmm. So… When people like look at our songs and look at the credits, they think that like I'm just making hooks, melodies, and raps, but I'm actually doing the beat production. Like mm. more than half the album, I am actually producing the beats. Okay. You know? But, but because Two Cuts has this like, you know, the porn, born hater producer. Yeah. Like image, people keep attributing the beats I made to him. They're like, oh my god, this beat goes hard. DJ, two cuts. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to go online and be like, I'm not going to be like, hey, that beat was produced by me. But I'm just <laughs> saying, this has got to stop. okay? And this, and the problem with this is that two cuts, when someone in an interview, when we're doing an interview, and they're like, oh, this, this track, Laika, uh, the beat is so great to two cuts, right? Yeah. He won't correct them. <laughs> he won't be like, oh, I actually didn't make that beat. That was Tableau. He will not correct them. Like he's just sitting there like It's like yeah, you know, giving all all the praise. This guy, dude. Anyways, well I'm glad we addressed um, that. Yeah. I mean I have no problem with you thinking that Two Cuts is the driving force but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I call them driving force. I think this is something that's deep inside of you that we needed to address. I'm, I'm okay
1: with letting Two Cuts have that. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean like over the years I've actually been the reason why people have started thinking that way. Because I wanted like his place in the team to not like go unnoticed. Mm. But to say driving force. <laughs> hey, Dude.
0: uh I'm glad we rectify this misunderstanding on the production Jeez. side. Jeez. So as we as we rectify this, I do know that you also worked a long time on like one piano riff. Like one yeah. particular piano thing. How yeah. like can you tell us… I, I think you texted me or something. Or we called or something. You're like, I've been working on this one thing. And I can't yeah. figure it out. Which song yeah. was that for? And, and how did that… I, how long did that take?
1: I think it was Less Than Zero. Like… Uh, I wanted a certain chord change. Like the mm. whole song was one uh, chord progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted a certain chord change… And I tried these different things on the piano and um, didn't like it. Like, I actually sent it to Eddie. Like, I'm like, what do you think about this one? He's like, oh, it's fire. And I'm (laughs) like… And then I sent another one. I'm like, yo, I didn't like that one. How about this one? He's like, oh, it's fire. (laughs) Like, everything I said, he's like, oh, it's fire. Um, So very helpful. That's what you're saying. Yeah, so extremely helpful. Uh, And then, you know, eventually I… I uh, went with the, the the song that people are listening to right now but mm-hmm. um yeah like I, I tend to do that like there's another um, thing I don't know if anyone's gonna notice but like the last two tracks of the song are connected uh, if you mm-hmm. listen to them straight uh, it's just it like the end of the world fades out and then fades into the next song like as one song almost mm-hmm. um, With that part… Two Cuts was in the studio for like… For three days he was… He kept saying that he could hear like this click… Or like this… Some noise in between the fade in and out. Like fade out and in. And no one else could hear it. Uh, It was… He was just driving himself mad. um, Fixing this thing that wasn't there. But we will do that sometimes. Like we'll fixate it on a certain part. That will probably not matter
0: to anyone. Um, That might be because he's the driving force of that production. I don't know. I
1: can't believe you actually thought that (laughs) he was the driving force.
0: Dude, Dude, I was just curious on the production end, you know?
1: When we were in the States, like I think it was after our first Coachella show. People were coming up to him like… You know, like these legit musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Like huge pop stars. Um, After our show, like people are like mentioning that they loved uh, our song Burj Khalifa. Mm. Okay. And they're like telling Two Cuts, um, you know, the beat is awesome. The Burj Khalifa beat is awesome. And Two Cuts is like, thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> But I made that beat. <laughs> Two Cuts literally has nothing to do with the beat. Two Cuts made Born Hater. Which is enough. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and even with Born Hater… It was in his trash bin. On his computer. Oh. It was in his trash bin. I pulled it out of there. Mm. And then turned it into what it is.
0: Alright. So you're the and alchemist. Of course…
1: Of course when I asked him why he had trashed this great beat, he did say, I didn't trash it. You trashed it two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> um, I don't remember. Uh, uh, but yeah. You know what? It's good because y'all are like family. And, and this stuff can be hashed out like this. You know, just call them out. It's what happens. Yep. Um, yep. I guess, you know, this is part one of a two part yeah. album. What like I know you guys just released it. And I hate when people ask this, but people are going to want to know when's the next one dropping and is it substantially different? Is it a surprise? Is it a continuation? How does that? What are you thinking? Yeah,
1: I think it's substantially different. Um mm. I would say about 80% of it is done. Mm. Um I I I it I have no idea how to describe it like when I say substantially different I I think um some of the uh, messages that we want to deal with on the part two side um maybe a little more different like I think there's a little more positivity maybe Mm -hmm. um but I don't know because some of this will change um because the world is not uh shaping up in like an expected way at the moment right um, right. and we staying true to the title of the album, we actually wanted it to stay current and mm-hmm. uh if if the world like it will really depend on how things go in the next half half a year or like whatever, yeah, uh, because yeah. we're definitely gonna drop it this this year mm mm-hmm. uh but we may have to change some of the songs because to 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 keep it um relevant with the times.
0: Mhm. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean there's I'll this one song on yeah. there though.
1: Man, there's this one song on part 2 that like we really like debated whether or not like we should put it on part 2. Like should we move it up to part 1 because it's it's like a It's a banger. (laughs) I hate saying it myself. Is it a
0: smash? It's a smash. smash.
1: It's a smash. Uh, But I really wanted the world to be like, you know, in a better place. In in a better place because this is a song that you really want to, like, just be in a crowd with. Mm. Um, Like, you know, you want to hear it. Like with your friends, with your squad, like just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just at the moment, a lot of people are probably just listening to music on their own, like through their earphones or headphones, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's this song is not a song for that. So right. We'll have to see how things go.
0: Ethikai is independent, right? You guys are you guys are your own label. That means everything mm-hmm. you do… Everything you operate… It's coming out of your pockets essentially. You know? If yeah, you make all- money… All the expenses, everything. There's nobody backing you. There's nobody taking the risk for you. Uh, and I feel like a lot of artists… Including myself are that way. But it's terrifying in a time where we don't know… When and how we're going to actually make… Any form of, form of income. Because touring is so such a big part of it. You know? Yeah. So like, and how I have know, you guys been dealing with that?
1: Well… For like a whole year… Um, we basically just had, you know… Expenses, right? Like… Yeah. Uh, we did everything possible to, sh- to make sure… Sh- like we didn't cut any of our employees. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: We didn't cut any of their… Um, you know… Salary. Like… Mm. Um, we kept it all… Same. Mm-hmm. Uh… We like we did everything possible to keep it as normal as possible for the people that are working. So it was incredibly hard to stay afloat. Uh, well, not stay afloat, but um, to keep the company running normally. I guess right, right, and it's still like that actually.
2: Yeah,
1: right, because uh, the majority of our income comes from live performances. Right. And not being able to have a live live performance is also connected to merch sales, um to actual album sales, right. song plays, like it's all connected. So when you mm-hmm. have that like that core thing that you do, like not be a possibility, um it affects everything. But the thing is, like, um there are there are event planners that I've always worked with that are like mm-hmm. really close to me. That are dealing with um, just… Because they they had these shows that they had planned. Not our shows. But like these big events that they had planned. Uh, and actually put money into producing.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: it went… And then like… You know… Nationally it was banned. Because of… Mm-hmm. You know… Because every day it's changing. Right? The COVID mm-hmm. numbers. And when that stopped… And they had to like just take that hit… um. They were faced with huge debt, basically. Mm-hmm. So I see people around me that I care about and that I have worked with, like dealing with, um, just uh, dealing with debt. Some have shut down their companies, and yeah. it's, uh, and when I look at when I look at them, I'm actually blessed to have, um, because I have so many songs, I at least have like, you know. Royalties or publishing from people listening to our music, right, but right. these guys need us to perform. These guys actually need us to be touring, right? Right. Um. So, right now, I I just want to be able to perform again for not for me, but for these guys. Like they need to mm-hmm. start working again, and that that's that's what I'll be doing it for at the beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's a industry-wide thing. I feel like for me personally, I just miss performing. Like I just miss singing. I haven't yeah. sung in forever. But then you think about so many people who are affected in the industry, just who are working with us alongside us, who whose livelihoods are directly dependent. And that's probably like the biggest, like, ooh, how do we how do we Move and like help and and, and be active in that way. But hoping that, you know, if not 2021 next year, 22, dear Lord, please, if we could please do some shows, uh, that's, I think that's the prayer for me. Um, Dude, now, dude, if I can't, if I can't do a concert this year Mm. in
1: 2021, yeah, I'm not even sure that like I, I might just be done with it. What do you
0: mean? Just like done with your career?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <What>? like <laughs> It's a pretty big thing. Put out two albums and out. be like, peace. <laughs>
1: pretty big listen, statement
2: COVID. to throw up.
0: That's, that's how, I much, how much I need this to happen. <laughs> I thought you were making like ultimatums to COVID. But you know, COVID doesn't really the, listen. I, no. No, this is straight up to COVID. Like this is to
1: COVID. <laughs> this goes out to COVID. If right. I can't perform in 2021 at all… If I can't perform a concert… If I can't tour this year and provide for the people <laughs> that are dependent on me… They all have families. One of them just got married. And he's like… Ooh. He was thinking about canceling the marriage. Because oh. he, he's dealing with so much. If I can't provide for these people… COVID… You win.
0: And I'm out. I'm done. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're making some very drastic, uh, big moves here on the Tedbox show, guys. Uh, I'm I'm uh, coming
1: for COVID. Like,
0: all right, we're doing it. My fists.
1: My fists are gonna destroy each of the
0: spikes. Just (laughs) (laughs) whack them (laughs) up. Oh man. All right, guys, so um, guess what? We are almost at 100 freaking episodes of the K-Pop Daebak Show. Thank you so much for listening. I truly, truly, truly do appreciate it, and I'm so glad that I get to be a part of your week and your day on a regular basis and as long as you guys are listening i'll keep creating and hopefully we just keep making the show better and better now um we are about to hit 100 episodes and i cannot believe we are about to hit 100 episodes and we haven't done any sort of k-pop Tebok merch in a long time so i figured this is the time to do it so i'm i'm quickly furiously uh trying to design something really really cool but i was hoping to get your feedback i want your help i want you to take part in this with me so i have created a survey and you can go into the survey and you can fill it out but pretty much i want to know some of your favorite quotes memes one-liners, whatever it is, from all the episodes of K-Pop Tebok. It can be by a host, myself, it can be by a guest, it doesn't matter, but if you could please specify which episode uh, was funny and why it was funny, whatever that quotation was, and uh, hopefully we can create something really cool together. I'm working really hard with the team at Dive Studios to make something really cool, and I'm really excited for you guys to be a part of it. So, uh, you guys can go to the link, it's in my socials, it's also all over the Dive socials, and I'll also try to put a link to this in the podcast description itself. So check it out. And uh, I'm really excited to make this with you guys. And um, yeah, back to the show. Love you guys. Bye. We have some fan questions for you as is tradition here on the show. Let's see. Uh, This from Chicken God. Okay, this from Chicken God. Hey Tablet, I was looking through some sort… Some old Epic High performances in 2012 from this thing called Must on Mnet. And I couldn't help but notice a can of spam by the DJ setup. Is there an untold story behind this?
1: I have no idea. Like that's a long time ago. Um Yeah. We've had multiple things on our um stage that I can't… Like when I look back at the pictures, I'm like what the hell was happening over there? Mm. Um… Dude, there are pictures from like old shows where I'm dressed up as a doctor. No explanation. In what so context? That's... Like I'm actually dressed up <laughs> as a doctor. Like I'm like cosplaying a doctor. Oh, um, okay. And Mithra is a chef. I And there's just no explanation to why. Uh, as to why. So…
0: You know, it's the Korean so, TV way. You know… Yeah. Maybe um, we just
1: wanted spam. I don't know.
0: This is from Jinx. Do you ever quote your favorite lines from movies? If so, what's your top quote? I know you're a huge movie guy. You like… You love movies. Uh, yeah. I love… I love movies. Do you, you have an all-time me? favorite? You talking to me?
1: <laughs> um, you know but the thing is I hate people who quote movies. Just like, obnoxiously? I hate people. No, there are certain people that like can't have a conversation without just constantly <laughs> quoting. Like literally nothing they say is not a quote. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know the what the you thing mean. I hate the, most, the thing I hate the most is when a difficult situation comes up and someone's like, life's like a box of… <laughs> just like…
0: Just like… BAM! <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you. I feel that. We all know that one person that does that.
2: Yeah, don't do that.
1: There are people around me that, that do that. I think… You're talking about Eddie, right?
0: Because <laughs> Eddie does that a lot. Uh, he, I, he does do that a lot. He has an uncanny ability to remember the most random… Random lines from the most random things ever. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: um, But I do… I do love films. I do love movie quotes. Sometimes they help me get through the day. Like I'll search on YouTube. Like greatest movie monologues or whatever. And just watch them to get myself pumped up.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: <laughs> to get myself pumped up. To not go out. <laughs> <To> <laughs> get myself all pumped up. And then I realize I can't go out.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, it's, uh, quarantine is, is a special… Special friend. Um, Let's see. This is so. This is such a. All right. This is an interesting question. I'm just going to put it out there. These are from Discord. Okay. This is from Min. Hey, Tableau. I guess I'm super young compared to like 75% of the population, but I'm 23 turning 24. And I was just wondering, what does it mean to be an adult? Like, how do you know when you're old? (laughs) <laughs> I don't I I didn't pick this question. Our okay, producer um, Diane.
1: <laughs> uh so I think Diane wants to just say that I'm old, right? <laughs> Dude, you're not old. You're you're mature. Dude, I'm just uh realizing that I'm I've become
0: an adult maybe.
1: Mm. You know, because I, okay, here's the thing. I don't know how to drive. I don't know if you know Knew that about me. That's true. I, I
0: did know that. I did know yeah, that.
1: Yeah. I've never learned how to drive. And I think if I did learn how to drive and I got like a driver's license and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I would have at least at that moment thought to myself. Hey maybe I'm an adult now. But mm. because I never had that moment. Right. Um, I was like skateboarding when I was like in my late 20s even. You know? Like <laughs> I, I was never… I just walked to places. Um… So, I think I never had like an actual moment um like but then you know, I think uh losing loved ones is is moments where you realize that you're an adult, that mm-hmm. time is passing um, the thing is, I still feel like I have like a lot of growing up to do, like that I'm immature at times um that I have more growing to do um i The thing that makes me think that I'm old (laughs) is that some stuff doesn't matter to me anymore.
2: Mm.
1: Like, you know what's awesome? Is that I actually… Like, you know how, like, when you're young, you, like, hate the idea of growing old? Like, I remember when I first started music, um, like, somebody… I was talking to somebody, and they're like, I'm 27. and, And they were saying something, and I'm like, 27? Oh my god, dude! I—that's like—I will never be twenty-seven. That's so old, right? And um, when I was like when I was younger, uh, like the idea of growing old or time passing, like I hated it, right? Because mm. it signified like losing things, like right. you know that I I could lose, I could die one day, or that I will lose loved ones, and it's just you know, it's just a thought that you don't want to have. But mm-hmm. now I actually uh, really relish the idea of um, time passing. Like I, I want to see uh, what Howdo's life is like when she's, you know, in her teenage years. Like when she's twenty, mm-hmm. when she's in her thirties. I, I want to see all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And I, um, I'm enjoying the here and now, but I'm also not afraid of the future.
3: Yeah. And it
1: totally changes your mindset because. Um, like here's here's what happens like something will happen to me on a daily basis that uh sometimes just i didn't expect and may uh like really trouble me in that moment and then give me some sort of heartbreak sometimes or like headaches just just bad when bad stuff happens um like i don't i don't really panic and stuff mm-hmm. because i'm like I'm already thinking about like what I'll think of this moment a year later or 10 years later, 20 years later. Will I even remember it? Mm. Um, Some of the things that I can't let go of and some of the things that I'm like um, fighting over and like fighting about. um, Or I'm like, whatever, like will I even remember it in 10 years? I don't think so, right? And then I start trying to put that time uh, into something that I will um uh, mm. remember or that i that will affect my life decades from now yeah. um and it, it helps me not dwell in unnecessary um negativity yeah yeah
0: that's that's a great way to that's a great i guess tip um on dealing with with that or that mindset change i guess this is more of a personal question for me but um you know you've had a career that spanned 17 years. Almost two decades. Which is not an easy feat. You know, it is not every artist that's able to do do this or pull this off. You know, what do you think is at the core of the longevity of your career? Um, And the ability to consistently put music out?
1: I think the first thing um, is… I don't have any uh, yes-men around me. Mm. The minute I sense that someone is just flattering me or um, just telling me what I want to hear or what they think I want to hear, yeah, um, I will distance myself from that person. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's why Epikaya stayed together so, so long. Like you've seen us together. Like we totally hate each other, right? Like, <laughs> we will literally constantly shit on each other. And I think that keeps us honest to ourselves that keeps us honest when we're doing music like you know we're not going to we're going to stay on our toes constantly mm-hmm. i think that's that's one big thing um i think a second thing is that i'm not afraid of um well yeah i'm not afraid of um making mistakes um even when they may be mistakes that people will like Jump on me for. Like Mm. you know. Where like. People will literally like. Kick and spin on me. Um, I don't think I'm afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which. I think is important to longevity. Or to the creative process. Because. You got to make mistakes to grow. Yeah. You know in life. It sure. would be great. it would be great if everyone was perfect. It would be great if no one made mistakes. It would be great if no one did anything bad. It would be great if yeah if, if we're living in a perfect world, but we don't, and even if mm-hmm. it was a perfect world, it would quickly become imperfect because we humans are not ever going to be perfect right mm. um so as as human beings, we have to um make mistakes we have to sometimes commit sins um to realize how you know where we've gone wrong to realize like how much um you know you need to grow to realize like what the right direction is Mm -hmm. right and um i i think i think the problem with um a lot of artists is that once they get really good at something or they Get applauded for something. Um, they will try to stay in there. Mm-hmm. Like they will guard that with their lives. Right? Like, yeah. And in order to guard… Okay, so when you blow up… Or when you become somebody that people love or idolize… Um, people are thinking that you're perfect. Right? right. It, right when right. you're in that hot moment… Like when you're on top of the world… People think that you're perfect. Like, and you try to maintain that, right? These, you, because you're afraid of losing it. You're afraid of losing this great blessing you got where the whole world loves what you do. Mm -hmm. And, and to guard it, you have to act perfect. Right. Which is not real. Like, which is not, it's also, you're lying to yourself and the world, even though mm-hmm. it's not with bad intentions. Right. It's with right. good intentions, but because you're you and then you become afraid of losing it. Um, you start having to put up a front, you start having to surround yourself with people that won't break that facade. Right. Right. That won't say something or criticize you to, you know, break that perfect thing you have. Right. Um and and you know, and that that may work. Uh, if you can keep it up forever, I mean, great. It's a tiring for way you. to live. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's just, I, I don't think that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. And luckily, um, you know, not out of my own willingness sometimes. But luckily, I've never been able to do that. Like, at least, you know, 50 to 70 to 80% of my career, I have been hated. I have Mm -hmm. been, um, yeah, I have been not acknowledged or uh, I have been disdained. I have been wrongfully accused. I have Mm -hmm. been rightfully accused certain times. I've sometimes created my own controversy for no apparent reason. Uh, I've created my own walls to jump over. Um, The thing is, at the end of it all, I think what I, the important thing is that I am not afraid of making mistakes because I know that the minute I make it, I will learn from it and I will mm-hmm. do everything possible to to become a better person and try to um you know help others like as that better person right if i if I knew like honestly inside my heart that I will never learn from mistakes. I wouldn't say that I'm not afraid of mistakes. So that is behind why I'm not afraid of um, tripping up sometimes.
0: Fair enough. Good. Good. I feel like I just took a class. A therapeutic counseling class on uh, how to Mm -hmm. live life. But appreciate that.
1: You should (laughs) check out this thing called mindset, dude. (laughs)
0: I mean, while we're at it, let's just let's just talk about it briefly. No, but you should really check out this thing called mindset. I. It's like yeah, I I definitely will. Yeah, what is it? It's an app.
1: Mindset.
0: Okay, mindset. One word.
1: Yeah. Okay, one word. App. Where you can like hear people like you know like you or Mm. others like you know like you. Yeah, maybe that.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, yeah, you should check that out. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, I'll be. Uh, we'll see if this even makes it in. But I've actually started listening to parts of yours, and it is, it, it's incredible. I just have to say that, just as a as a friend, it's I'm like absolutely loving it. Um, so I listened to some of yours. Oh God, you don't need to say anything about it. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Thank it broke you. My no, heart, I actually. I, it broke your
1: heart. Yeah. There were certain moments that like… I didn't, There were really? certain things that I didn't know know
0: about you. Oh. There were a lot of… I mean I've heard… I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about you. Not from you. And that was the part where I was like, Holy sheesh. Like… I was like driving and I was like about to like… I was like, man this is getting so deep. I almost like had to park the car. Because it was like so emotional yeah. for me. Um. um
1: but anyways, well, yeah. Not not just to plug mindset though. Like I think, um, yeah. I I, I wish uh, when I was growing up, I was living in a time where it was so easy for some of my artists, like favorite artists, to share. Mm. Believe believe me when I say I don't really like the age of social media. You know, I was mm-hmm. one of its biggest biggest victims. In Korea, right? right? So um, I'm not like, you know, I will use social media because that's how I connect with fans. But I'm not a fan of social media. But I do wish that like if I had grown up in a time where social media allowed my favorite artists to share more, it would have been great Mm -hmm. because I I would love to have uh, known what was going through Kurt, you know, Cobain's thoughts. When he was, you know um making music or dealing with you know some of the things that he was dealing with because mm. and and I'm glad that we're living in an age now where like artists or um you know just not even artists just anybody can share um what's going on in their hearts right because there are there are things that we can learn from that that you cannot learn at some campus or through right. some book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean… I completely agree. And that's… You know… Kind of why we ended up making this thing called Mindset. So if… if to our listeners who are listening who are like… What the hell are these guys talking about? There is an app that is out. Uh, it's called Mindset. That is coming out. I don't actually know exactly what the timing of this episode. Um, but myself and a couple other artists… A lot more artists talk about our life… The good, the bad, Beyonce. the ugly. Beyonce. <laughs> Everybody. Jay Z. Table said it, not me. Uh, but yeah. it's. Uh, I think people are gonna cry. I think people are gonna laugh. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna change a lot of lives. Hopefully. So, um, if you guys listen to this, check it out. It's it's a great great piece of content and tech. Yes, sir. But anyways, um, let's, let's start wrapping this thing up. Um, yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta, I actually have to go somewhere. You gotta have to go and somewhere? By, you have to
1: leave the house? And by somewhere, I mean the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: this will take five minutes. Exactly. Alright. Okay. Uh, one, for a lot of fans who love the Tableau podcast… Um, I heard you actually shot a special episode with your members. It's already up. Okay, all right. So, you guys, if you guys didn't know, it's out. It's a table podcast with all members of Epik High. It's is it their first podcast together with you? I think, yeah.
1: It's their first (laughs) um, anything with me in a while. Okay, all right. You know, it's actually the first time they appeared like in person to my podcast.
0: Really. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll it's have a, check it out. A, I haven't checked it out yet.
1: It's a special episode. So please you guys go check it out. Um, because you know… Because I'm never coming back to the Tableau podcast. <laughs> what? Unless <laughs> I, right. I get… One
0: million dollars. <laughs> Alright. The um, last thing we're doing… Is a trivia quiz. A speed uh-huh. quiz. And we're playing… Together on the same team against other guests that have been on the show. So okay. I think the record Who's is like the guest? 18. Is it Jay Park? Is it Jay Park? Please tell me uh, it's Jay Park. It was not Jay Park. Okay. I think it was nick and I got like 18 questions. I think. But Diane will ask us a question. We're on the same team. So we just have to answer as many as we can in three minutes. That's how okay, it let's goes. Go. Alright so Diane whenever you're ready. Daniel has to go well, somewhere. Come on, Diane.
3: Daniel Arnold. Okay. I got a pee. Ready?
0: Three, <laughs>
3: two, one. Uh, where in the body is blood produced? Heart. No.
0: The bones. I don't You're know. You're right. Hemoglobin.
3: What was the Greek huh? city originally built around the Acropolis?
0: Athens? Athens. Yeah.
3: You're yeah. What is the largest French speaking city outside of France? Quebec. No. City. Montreal. Correct. Uh what was the first soft drink, soft drink in space?
1: Soft drink in space, Coca-Cola.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what song did Lady yes. Gaga derive her name from?
1: Google uh, Gaga. Uh, Radio Gaga.
3: Yeah. What artist what? was called the most dangerous threat to American children since polio by President George W. Bush?
1: Uh, Marilyn King Manson. Oh. No. Kanye Kanye West.
3: No, but r- same genre.
0: Jay Z uh, as, as uh,
3: one of the most dangerous threats to American children since polio. Snoop Dogg. Nope. D M X. Nope.
1: By who? What, who was the president? George Bush. George
3: W. Bush. So 2000s. The second.
0: So senior, right? No, junior. No, junior. The latest one. Eminem?
3: Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Where does the rock band ACDC originate from?
0: England? I have no idea. From electricity? <laughs> <laughs> Where
3: does the rock band ACDC originate from? From the socket from? on my wall?
1: <laughs> no. Um, Pass. Is it a city pass. or a country?
3: It's a country. The United States? No.
0: Canada, Mexico, no.
3: England, no. No. France, Germany. Pass. No. no, okay, fine, pass. Pass. What was the number one fin- U.S. ringtone in
1: 2005? Uh, 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 anything by Timbaland.
3: No. T-Mobile what, Jingle.
1: What, what year? Boost what Mobile. What year?
3: Two
1: thousand five. Uh, n- uh, Nelly Furtado, promiscuous no. girl.
3: No, <laughs> no, I never that guess. was a random. Never say those words.
1: kiss me through the phone.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> Pass. Uh, okay. A lo- lollipop. And lollipop. In- oh, very close, but no. An album is certified diamond after it has sold how many copies?
0: Uh, ten million. Three ten million,
1: diamond. Ten, a hundred thousand times ten,
3: <laughs> which is isn't that just a million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, time's up. <laughs> the answer was, I think I was ten right. million. No, the answer. I got is 10 it. Million. I said ten million. I Not said ten ignorant. million. Anyway, hundred thousand. Just so you know, the 100. number one U.S. ringtone in two thousand five <laughs> was Candy Shop.
1: Oh. oh not lollipops a 50 it was
3: candy shop.
1: Ah oh, man. Yeah. Yo, that's what I meant. You're telling me a lollipop? there's no lollipops in a candy shop? Are you <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say?
3: We don't do intentions here. We only do direct hits. Alright, you've been you've played Trivia Bank on Tabak Show. Goodbye now. Oh man
1: <laughs> Dude, blood comes from your
0: bones? Bone I I don't know, I guess. Bone marrow? I don't know. Bone
1: creates
0: blood. Right? Because your heart just pumps it. Wouldn't your Jeez. I have no idea. I not know. Be good that. to your bones, wow. y'all. Calcium. Milk, baby. Yeah. Um, right. well, thank you for playing that game. I don't think we beat Nikun, but um it was it was a good effort. I think we we tried our best. Um, yeah, we did. as we wrap up, first of all, if you could just give, you know. A quick message to your fans who are listening from all around the world. And for people who… For whatever dumb reason they have not yet listened to your album… Give them a reason. Like just one last reason why they absolutely should listen to the album. Um,
1: You should listen to the album because um, I created it hoping that… Uh, it will accompany you in moments of extreme solitude or like extreme loneliness. Um or heartbreak whatever you're dealing with uh, if there's something that's troubling you i'm hoping that epic high uh can provide and i'm hoping that you know epic high is here uh for you and with you uh yeah like that's pretty much it like i wish that i can see some of you guys in person as fast as possible i hope um your lives are getting better I really want everyone to get better. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we, have to, we have to really push through this. And like I said, if things don't get better this year, I will personally <laughs> take, take my two fists to COVID's face. And just be like... Just
0: take it. Just take it, Rona. All right. Well, Tablo, I know you are very, very busy, but thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Uh, For all of our listeners, please, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever you're listening to this pack podcast from, and become a patron of ours at Patreon.com/slash Dive Studios. You can check out the video of this at YouTube.com/slash Dive Studios as well. Now to wrap it up, sir. As you do the robot dance... Could you improvise us a quick outro jingle please?
1: Uh, It's um, Eric Nam's Daebak Show, right?
0: Daebak Show. K-pop Daebak Show with Eric Nam.
1: It's the K-pop Daebak Show. With Eric Nam. Nam, 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 (laughs) Nam, (laughs) Nam. Can you believe... That I'm the driving force <laughs> behind
0: Epic Heist Productions. This is why it's amazing. Thanks for joining us. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Debug with Eric Now.